Hey folks, in the interest of keeping my underemployed ass paying the bills, I'm showering you with audio temptation. I recently pulled out a story that I enjoyed writing some 18 years ago called And So It Goes. I touched it up a bit and recorded it. This is not a mango type story, but I hope it's something you'd enjoy anyway. It's a fun hour-long science fiction adventure about a 21st century guy who finds himself in the middle of a war between three 23rd century gangs. Please forgive my shitty English accent, but the narrative style was inspired by Jonathan Gash's Lovejoy novels, and it seemed improper to do it in American. Here's the first three minutes of it so you can get a taste. One of these nights, one soon I hope, I'm going to come along quietly like I'm asked, and yes, I am asked often. But tonight, the pampered patrons of the Rand Room were treated to some impromptu action dinner theater as my hopelessly obsolete 21st century body tried to avoid my new friend's enhanced 23rd century fist. Guess who won? The burgundy cop had gobbled up our blood like it hadn't been fed in a week. The bad guys loved to harsh up poor innocents like us in finer restaurants as the carpets took care of the otherwise problematical evidence. Another advantage, the real wood tables are boffo for breaking bones against, unlike their faux wood counterparts usually found off Earth. It was small consolation, but my companion, Dr. Plinius Dirt, was even more stupid than I was. He's the one in the black trench and matching wide-brimmed hat, the stampede strings of which only seemed to be strangling him. The entire get-up gave him the appearance of a preacher out of an old western. It wasn't fashionable anywhere outside of his expansive mind, I'm afraid. Pliny only fought because I decided to. Something to be said for dog-like loyalty, I suppose. With his medical training, though, he dealt his damage with chilling efficiency. But still, you know how it turned out. I, Peter Raspberry, became the proud owner of one broken jaw and some torn-up something or other inside of me that made me vomit dried blood a couple of hours later. Pliny came away with a bloody patch of scalp where a fine clump of hair used to be, a new nose somewhat flatter than the original model, and a right arm that clicked for two days every time he twisted it clockwise. However, one of Augustus's women, Grommy, the shaggy redhead towering in at two and a half meters, saved Pliny's life to her credit when she snaked an oddly long finger down to retrieve her bitten-off nose from his throat. You may see that as self-interest, but deep down I know she's got a kind heart. The worst that could be said for my playmate, Greasy Tom, was that he was going to have quite a bruise on his shoulder in the morning. Maybe. I swear to you, people thought I was tough in my time. Children would run. Jennifer and Oman were silent through the entire episode, watching their dinner dates beaten senseless and dragged from the randroom to the softer musings of Papa Hayden. I might have said bye if they had stopped eating their calamari and pasta salad for a minute, and if my mandible hadn't just become a two-piece. In their defense, this was their first real debauch since getting their artificial stomachs put in and the sensation of gorging without girth was still a novelty. Augustus's nukes harnessed up to the sky track in the cold outside air and pulled us along for the flight with solid, unflinching arms. It certainly puts you in your place, knowing your predator won't send his people after you on anything better than public transportation. We rose above New Halicarnassus, Opal's most beautiful city. Okay, that's not saying a lot. Her shifting colors and the morphing constellations of her deep purple night were lost to me in a blur of tears. I added one broken rib to my list of injuries. I hadn't even noticed it until Greasy Tom's bear hug squeezed it deeper into my burning lung. Here's one major drawback to this medically miraculous utopia. There's a hell of a lot more violence when people know the consequences aren't what they used to be. That and the fact that they mostly kept the pain around. This lot must have gotten the idea that we'd be less likely to attempt an escape if we weren't harnessed ourselves. Silly noogs. The way I was feeling, I'd have chosen the fall to my death if I had been in any condition to struggle. By now, I'm certain you're drooling all over your unwaterproofed electronic devices, wondering how you can hear more before something shorts out. Just three little American dollars through the donate button on the Beware the Hairy Mango homepage will get you the rest of the story. At 62 minutes, that's the length of 10 to 12 regular shows. 
If you decide to subscribe to the Elitist Mango through the Get the Mango button, you'll get it as a thank you gift. Not enticing enough for you? How about this? For six bucks, you get the full audio of And So It Goes, plus the first episode of Beware the Elitist Mango. That's the one where I'm drunk. Wait a minute, you say. Why would I pay six bucks when I can subscribe and get both for four bucks plus 40 other episodes I haven't even heard yet? Oh, you're too smart for me, listener. Why indeed. By the by, if you donate but want me to contact you through an email address different than your PayPal email address, please give that even better address in the message when you donate. Look at that. I'm doing all sorts of shit to please you. Allow up to a day for me to get the goodies to you as I'm too up close and personal with you people to ever be automated. Or professional. Dig those digits into your digital wallet and dig my digital audio. Later, people.